This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Hump Day. It's Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can catch us on the My Talk app. Lori and Julia are here. I'm Holly filling in for Rocco for a few days. We have a very musical show today. We, oh, we do. We really do. So yesterday when I was telling you guys about the comfort music that was in the top 20 on iTunes yes. last week. And, you know, we were talking about some of the songs and I said, yeah, and a, and a bread song is in there. I, I don't know why. And, um, and that went all, over Holly's head maybe all the way. Well, and maybe it went over mine. The bread song? Yeah. yeah well, because it was bread. And, and, and we said, oh, why? And we think, OK, sometimes TV shows, a song will show up in TV shows. Right? Like I uh, Build Me Up Buttercup has been in the top 20 and it's in this commercial, this really cute, like, I don't know if it's a car commercial or where the girl comes in singing it. She was in the mm-hmm. car and she's still singing it. And then the guy that's waiting on her starts singing it. Like everybody knows that song. So um, when we last talked about This Is Us, uh, I said that, you know, I don't know. We were kind of poo-pooing we the relationship the between rela- Justin Hartley and the woman who's having his twins. Yeah, Kevin. And we didn't use like, I don't see the chemistry there at all. But we left with Kevin racing off of a movie set to go be with her. She was in labor while we Kate gonna, was going to have a baby. And it was going to be Zoom births. And yeah. I, I have not gone back, but you did. I watched two episodes last okay, night. And? Casey was gone for a while. Well, I am Were we wrong? fully back in that show. And I discovered why bread is trending, specifically uh, the song Everything I Own. And they mm-hmm. played it at the end of the episode Tying in how becoming a father, whether it's Jack with the triplets coming home way back when or Kevin coming home with his triplets and Kate coming home and family and they played it at the end. And of course, this song has always brought the tears. Uh, People of a certain age know all the words to this song. Let's take a listen to everything I own. Great song. And then it fit with the ending and they were, you know, doing the... So really, so do you, can you go backwards now and say that Justin Hartley and his, the woman who had his twins have a connection? Yes, Julia. Yes, Julia. You even are going that far, retracking. Yeah, I'm retracking based on this episode. And then the episode, there wasn't a new one this week. So last week's episode, which was season five, episode nine, and... This is us has always used music in their they do spend money on that and they have a you know they're on soundtrack tune yes. fine because people always want to know what songs that they're playing but in the episode that was last week there was this tiny storyline of this couple meeting like it looks to be in the 50s and he's really smart and you're like who 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 is this couple and he's a foreign exchange student from India 
We're like, we've never seen these people. Just a couple of little things of a cute meet. Then when they're um, married, but he's like the smartest uh, person that she knows. And there's one scene like just randomly in the middle of the show. But because that show goes back and forth, I thought it was going to be a new couple. And he said, wouldn't it be something if we could send a picture of the baby to your mom in Venezuela? And as soon as we sent it, she sees it. And she's like, oh, she says, is that what you're working on now? Because now it's like 1972 on the show in the flashback. The end of the show, they put down that this story is dedicated to Nasir Ahmad, who led a team of researchers who developed what's called called the discrete cosine transform okay and they use like three or four title cards to tell it and his technique that he developed is used by companies that is how we image and share data immediately and this is a character on our show it's just they random ju- they just did it because they said because in this time because in this is us they are incorporating in modern time mass and the covid right, the right. coronavirus is happening in this time, because this is how we've all kept connected, we wanted you to know Nasir Ahmed's story. How? Okay, now that brings me to tears when I don't even know why it's even working in the show, but, but what it, it does. is, but I get it. No, I so get it because I think it's all about connection. I mean, so many people have been covered with masks. You can't see faces. You can't be but with people the, you love, but I love that. But it is the way that we, it is the thing that has kept people even more Connected. together this yes. year than ever. And I like that, um, I'm trying to think of the show run, the creator of this. Yeah, whatever. Dan Fogelman. Yes. Him. He wanted us to know Nasir Ahmed. I love that. And know that story and that it was his. Just sprinkling it in at randomly. And, and he was thinking about this in the 60s. I mean, he was driving his wife crazy. And I thought, well, sooner maybe he's going to end up being a friend of like Jack. And I them, kept thinking it was the husband, Jose or something. I'm kidding. Yeah, but this guy is clearly yeah. Indian, you know, from yeah. India. So anyway, they, they, it comes together. So it's just that one thing. You make me want to watch it, Laura. Oh, Julia. Because we quit a little bit. I was well, like. Well, I just was two episodes behind. I don't call that quitting. But, but I, mean, I was kind of like, I watched Riverdale first and Nancy Drew and Call My, my Housewives and Call My Agent. I just kind of like. We're obsessed with that, Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, really, really sweet storyline. And then. Imagine my surprise watching Extra this morning and Billy Bush, you know, he's sometimes love him and hate him. But love him and hate him. He, um, he's, he's, uh, first of all, he did a comparison. He said Pierce Morgan on Good Morning Britain is what George Stephanopoulos is on Good Morning America. And I thought, that at no, all. no, mm. Billy George Bush is not, that's not the same comparison. That's, one's sensationalism tabloid and the other one is news. news yeah, yeah. So I thought, With okay, Billy, tabloid. you're, you're kind of whatever, but he, he confirmed what you and I were talking about yesterday is like, where is Chris Harrison and being more, then his statement from a couple of weeks ago, like really just owning up to all this bachelor stuff, because they had they the women tell us all lowest rated episode ever of that episode. Yep. And it's just all of that. And like the, the bachelor producers came out and did a statement and Billy Bush read it because Rachel Lindsay's on that show. But um, he said, um, I got a scoop, you guys. OK. 
Chris Harrison is taping. I, I'm thinking it's with Robin Roberts, okay. but I don't know. Or right. maybe it's with Michael. Right. And an interview. Okay. It's so serious at ABC. They want him to go on camera and then they'll probably be aired on Friday. Friday GMA. Well, that's a huge franchise for them. Y- yeah, 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 it is. It is. And, and, and if you know, if we were giving uh, Chris Harrison uh, PR advice, admit. I would have him straight up own it and uh, talk about that he was he's so privileged he didn't even uh, wasn't even aware of his white man. Privilege. I hope he does. I and hope he does. Really, just just I, it never even occurred to me. And this is you know, I, I mean, I would go full mea culpa and not try and do all of his little explaining. Yeah, he's explaining on this way, explaining away. So anyway, that's well, that's my little scoop on. Um, I think it's GMA a good one. isn't going to let CBS this morning take all the headlines. No, on, well, you know, last Friday. night we talked about this yesterday on the show. You guys, Soul of a Nation was on ABC, and oh, that what was that. It, it, I didn't get to watch that yet. It it was really good. It's a six part document docu They're calling it a docu zine. Meets like variety that. show, and it's just talking about being black in America with black voices and talking about their experiences. And last night was it eye opening for you? Well, they they talked to a U.S. Capitol police officer, Harry Dunn, who was in the Capitol during the insurrection and on January sixth, and what people called him and what people said to him, oh. and how here he is protecting. Our capital, our democracy. And the people that work there. And the people that work there. And what people are calling him. I brought tears to my eyes. I watched the first half of it and then John Legend and I didn't watch the rest of it. But um, I thought this would be a really great program to watch with your family and Mm -hmm. your kids and stuff because it was eye-opening. And I applaud ABC for doing this. And it's just... And Sterling K. K K Brown from This Is Us host it kind yeah, of and he's, he's so great he's amazing it was really it was great okay i think good. people are gonna really get okay. something out of that all right good all right listen we come back of course it's a story we can't get enough of a shory it's, it's a shory it's a story it's a shanty shory it's a story and uh boy oh boy oh boy are the british royals nervous or what we'll be right back kensington palace did it again you guys so okay as promised at the beginning of the week, I said, buckle up when they showed that little teaser of Oprah and Meghan and Harry and Oprah saying, were you silent or were you silenced? And Meghan didn't say anything. And there was one little blurb about Harry. And I said, get ready for some stuff to happen. Backlash, as it were, from the palace. Here's what happens. So, um, uh, because... Even an amateur gossip hound can see that because this is coming out of Kensington Palace. Okay? And this, this is all because this, of the upcoming Oprah Winfrey special this Sunday night. The sit down. Uh, well, as an amateur, as a professional gossip hound, mm-hmm. Julia, what do you think? Please answer your own question. Well, duh, I'm just filling in yeah, the blanks. But it, all the they're doing this as a preemptive for all the bombshells that they are worried are going to fall. They are so worried they're going to have to defend. That they've gone on the offense, sending out royal aides who are unnamed, but coming from Kensington Palace to um, the Times about all about Meghan Markle's character and what an awful person she was and that she bullied people. But there's no real incidents. There's no real things except for the smear stories that were happening that, you know, she 
was uh, wanted people to do their job and she's so American and how she wanted everything. You know, all if you go back in the gossip time machine, there were some stories and um, and um, so they do that. And then in the middle of this smear thing, then they also drop in an earring story, which that earring story is a really dirty story. It shows that they're willing to go in the mud. That's how worried they are because the earring story only bounces back on Buckingham Palace because the royal jewelry col- collection, people wear the jewels at the behest of Angela Kelly, who runs the jewelry collection and who gets to wear what on behalf of Queen Elizabeth. So in this story, the Times ran about what mean bully uh, she Megan was in her, to her Kensington Palace staff, that she also deliberately wore these earrings that were a gift from Mohammed Saul, whatever his name is, who ordered the killing of uh, Khashoggi, okay. the, the the crown prince of Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Okay, well, she didn't know that, that right. they were from him. Angela Kelly knew that they were uh, a gift, and she gave them to Meghan, wear these on your Fiji, Australia, and she wore them to some fancy dinner party. Sure. They were beautiful. Absolutely. But she didn't tell her where they were from. Right. So that bounces back on Buckingham Palace because they're in charge of the jewelry thing. So they get in the mud by trying to pretend like Meghan has deliberately chosen a killer's, a killer prince's earrings because she doesn't care about freedom. Mm-hmm. That's actually in the story. Mm-hmm. Also in the story, she planned this from day one. Um, that she wanted to be a victim. This was her storyline, and she intended to be viewed as such. And they've, with this story, now Buckingham Palace, because let's say you did believe that Meghan was a bully and really yep. did harass and make life miserable. Now, Buckingham, yeah, now mm-hmm. Buckingham Palace has had to announce they're formally investigating something from two and a half years ago because they, they don't are, accept bullying. Well, they're a firm, they're a corporation, Mm -hmm. they have a policy, so now they're having to get involved. Let's just say that William and Charles has had a tense conversation about how they decided to attack the Duchess and Harry before the interviews even aired. That's how worried they are about this, because there's a lot of things... Like, remember the story about Megan made everybody cry about her demands about the tiara? Yes. Which was a completely fake made up story. Yep. And that was coming from Angela Kelly and the Royal Jewelry people that work in that area. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
everything is in layers. And even in the Times story, they did admit from the um, court papers that Megan had filed against the Daily Mail that a source of extreme frustration to her and Harry was that they were told they could make no comment on all these made-up stories sure. about all this infighting and right. people crying that they could say nothing, nothing, right. nothing. You just have to take it, have a step and up or that, And that Megan was being a royal pain in the butt because she couldn't understand that. And it's it's just a hatchet job of a story. And, and this is new today. This it's, is- it, well, it, it was last night, okay. and it's just the... it's. It's a smear campaign that I don't understand what they're doing because it's all attacking her character. Then it says, well, she wanted it to happen. This was her plan all along. I mean, it's such a gaslighting type of story. And now Buckingham Palace has to launch a probe into the allegations of a story that probably didn't even happen. Right. You know, Um, and this this. this happens on the same day that it's quietly announced by Buckingham Palace that Prince Andrew, pedophile-associated Prince Andrew of Jeffrey the Epstein, mm-hmm. the sex trafficker, will not be allowed to attend the Trooping the Color. Okay? I didn't it, even know that that had to be said out loud. Of course we know that he wasn't going to be allowed. You, we don't know that. Oh, you I, don't know any of that. He still true? has his title. He has sure. his ducal title. Yes. He still lives in... The Royal Manor Lodge. He right. is still a royal highness. He, it'd be interesting for someone to compare the amount of inches, space, headlines, and stories about Meghan Markle, who's, who, she's divorced, American, and black. Yep. And just having one drop, drop of black blood is all these snobby yep. people need versus all these terrible things that Prince Andrew has been affiliated with, with pictures and evidence and testimony. Right. It's like Meghan Markle is like uh, the, the the Ripper, Jack the Ripper. I know it. Versus it, a pedophile. It burst, mm-hmm. Yeah, if they, they don't do... There's nothing about him. Just imagine where the media scrutinized Prince Andrew the way they have Meghan Markle. Yeah, it is something. It's they must be really afraid about what's coming out. But it's so it looks so dumb and petty. It just looks petty at this point. And and I don't understand. And Buckingham Palace now has their back up against the wall about the earring story, and now they have to investigate a bullying thing that probably never happened. Let's just say Kensington Palisades and Buckingham Palisades had a very tense press conference Zoom meeting today. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay tuned. That's an appropriate song to come up because I just think of Prince Andrew carelessly whispering in November of 2019 to his BBC interview uh, in which he did not regret his friendship with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and had no empathy or remorse. And basically after that was cut out of royal life, even though he does keep his title. and. So because you asked about, well, why do they have to let it be known? Trooping of the color, everything in the monarchy, remember, they're paid for by British taxpayers. So everything is, people know what is coming and they put out every day a calendar. And so it is, uh, the news could not be avoided. And that is that Prince Andrew will be swapped out of the Queen's official birthday celebration with his role representing the Grenadier, 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 Grenadier Guards to be taken by a major 
general who's an Afghan Afghanistan veteran, and he's met the queen before. So the the queen's birthday is when they do the trooping the color, right, right, which we saw, which we saw. It's very it's exciting. Very they exciting. go out on the balcony. They do the flyover. It's a big darn deal. The Sunday Times. Um, reported uh, in a separate story from the hatchet piece on um, um, the Duchess of Sussex, this smaller story about Prince Andrew. And, I mean, basically the exclusion of Andrew from that makes it clear, despite his lobbying to be allowed back into the fold, the palace, they've already, his expulsion is complete Mm -hmm. from the royal family because of his links. Yep. Whether or not, you know, he will lose the HRH and uh, his home and his ducal title, probably not because he is known to be the queen's favorite. Yes. But pretty humiliating. So they have this going on and then they go, oh, this mean American girl expected her aides to work and do one page briefing, you know, whatever it was. It's there. They've got to be. Very worried about this interview. Mm-hmm. This two-hour interview with nothing was off is off limits. And you know what? I know for a fact, and the fact that they do this smear campaign while Prince Philip is in the hospital after yesterday, saying Meghan and Harry shouldn't have done this because Prince Philip was is in the hospital, yeah. even though they taped yeah. it two weeks ago. Yet they do this d- dirty hatchet attack. It's it's weird. It's like I don't know if Charles and William aren't speaking to each other. Um but one of the people involved in the story about um about Megan being a bossy bully was involved he was involved he was the guy he still works for William that made the copy of Megan's letter that she wrote her dad for the Daily Mail. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, his I name is William Knopf or Stephen okay. Knopf, something like that. He's still there, and he's the one who said she was the bully. So, yeah. I mean, like, how much credibility does this guy have? <sighs> okay, just saying. It's you it's, know, this ro- is it's royal gossip of the. I mean, it trumps kind of everything. It, it it's Polly, pretty good, don't you think? It it is very salacious. It is very you, you know, and I looking forward. To watching the interview oh, same. on Sunday. Yeah. Same. I'm interested in what their idea of quote unquote tell all is. So that will be fascinating too, because Harry and Megan are very diplomatic yes. in the yes, way they are. in the way that they have handled this and they are masters of uh speaking in ways that, you know, I mean they're not gonna be just airing they're all the dirty laundry. Slam Queen no, Elizabeth or not. Philip or Prince Charles yeah. no. or his brother. No, no. We're not gonna get personal attacks, but they're Criticism, perhaps, of institutions that yes. hold power. That will be interesting to watch. Yeah, and you know, in this this uh, story um, about the Times, or it said that Meghan wanted to be victimized. This is actually in this story. Sources say Meghan craved rejection from the moment she walked into Kensington Palace. Now, who she here craved rejection? Just listen to yeah. that. She craved oh, what person rejection. craves rejection. And just even writing that is, yeah. is is silly. Then they said the palace knew this is in this time story that they're writing this. The palace knew when Harry married a woman who was biracial and American and divorced. They don't add 
Yeah, okay, they had to go out of their way to make sure the marriage was a success. If it wasn't, the royal household would be blamed. Everyone knew the institution would be judged by her happiness. The mistake they made was thinking she wanted to be happy. Oh, She wanted to be rejected because she was obsessed with the narrative from day one. I mean... That's just silly. It's laughable because it's there, silly. If, if there's no woman alive or person alive... That wants to be rejected. Yes. Or... Or it sets out to be rejected by <laughs> it's it's silly, Lori. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. All is a ploy to get him to move to America. And Pierce Morgan, I heard him say, "Boy, he's eaten the kitchen sink in mm-hmm. lockdown." But he actually said on Good Morning America, "How dare Megan play the race card?" <laughs> well. What Stop else? It. What else can she think that's wrong with her? I mean, why are they attacking her for every little thing? This is a woman they attacked because she was at a park and she put her hand under her baby bump. Remember, remember that yeah, one? I remember. It's like who attacks a woman for how she okay. made? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So he actually goes, and she's going to what, play the what race do you, card. What do you think, though? Let's go. Let's move forward, you guys, to Sunday. So here they are sitting down with Oprah, and this has already been taped, and yeah. it's already in the bag. Mm-hmm. So what what is something that you want to hear or expect to hear that might be, I mean, what do you think she's? they're going to say that is something different from kind of what we already well, know? Well, we don't know. We we we. we we, we think we know. We think we know, but also we see, if you are a fan of watching The Crown, we have already seen how crusty, fussy, sure. musty, and hard they are to be included in. I mean, you're... you're An outsider. You're an outsider, right. and she would always be an outsider, and so I think that is going to be, and they will, maybe will give us examples and clear mm-hmm. up some specific things but the reels um, channel i hope they bring up the royal rota system okay which is the system where the 11 of the 15 papers in england have access to the daily royal calendar they have people that are they're always being they know what's going on and it's a system they put in place in 1944 and when all the stories first started coming out about Meghan, Harry begged his brother and Charles and Queen Elizabeth, let's change the royal Rhoda system, the way the media, Has the arrangement we have. Yeah, okay. Let's change it so that we're allowed to call out be... instead of just denying. They only deny what's flat out true. Otherwise, they just don't right. come in everything. I kind of hope he will say that because I don't think people realize what that connection is. No, right, 100%. That's what I hope he talks about, the Royal Rota. And they said, no, it was fine the way it is. And I want him to say, what do we do except for, like, maybe, you know, having sex the same in 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 2018 or whenever he's trying to change it since 1944. Right. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's the same. That was his big beef. So, well, that would be an interesting thing for her, for them, for them to discuss. To explain how that works. Right. Because that is, I think, uh, you know. It's different from here, obviously, and it would be something interesting. That would be interesting to me. Cause I, it I, would be like. A, I feel like they're too polished and too um, classy 
to talk about, you know, the divide between the brother and the dad. No, they're not going to get into any of that. Any of that. So I think that would be something that they could get into that would be an eye opener for people watching. Yes. Versus feelings hurt and things like that, you know, which I feel like we already know. So I'm just kind of thinking, what are we going to get from but, this that might be unique? But if you put it in, in the perspective of how when we watch Framing Britney Spears, if someone were to put together... In the last three years, the of, media a docu- invasion of Meghan Markle. You would yes. be yes, horrified right. at how dismissive you might have felt about it, like no big deal. But we didn't. It's so it was huge, right? And they were so horrible to her, um, you know, half siblings, her dad, her half sibling came forward. You know, the sister came forward and gave them all the stuff. But but enticing them with yes, money and yes. doing taking it, advantage that would be fascinating yes yeah that really yeah. so that that's kind of it all right now this is just kind of a just a cute little um do we have time holly uh, for dolly and her uh, vaccine yeah let's play dolly and her vaccine okay this is from cbs this morning this is a little bit more of dolly getting her vaccination at vanderbilt university which is where she donated a million dollars for moderna to get started on their vaccine I haven't changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. How can you not get a vaccine after that? That's the country superstar putting a spin on her hit song, Jolene. Dolly Parton donated $1 million last year, folks, for research to develop the Moderna vaccine. She said this rhyming message for anyone who is still on the fence about getting vaccinated. There you Just go. Be such a chicken squat. Get <laughs> out there and get shot. Don't be, be such a-, a chicken squat. Get out there and get shot. We all just got sassed by That's Dolly, cute. everybody. Yep. All right, listen, um, when we come back, very interested. We did say we were going to have some music today. So um, Kelly Clarkson yesterday covered a song that Julie and I always thought the name of it was You're Just Too Good to Be True. But Holly, you're going to tell us the real name of the song when we get back. For hanging out with us on this Wednesday hump day, March third. Just, just getting back to Dolly for a second. Mm-hmm. When she posted herself getting the shot, you know, she's remember when she said she wasn't going to get in the line. She said, "I didn't want to look. I was look like I was jumping the line because I gave a million dollars. I'm funny. I'm very funny about that." She wanted to wait when it was sure, specifically her turn. Willie Nelson did the same thing. So the this Dr. Naji Amburad of Vanderbilt University, they became friends when he treated her for car accident injuries in 2013, which oh, I don't really? even remember that. Mm. And his son is behind the podcast Dolly Parton's America. Oh, funny. So they're good friends, but in the video, you know, Dolly wore a vaccine elegant ready blouse that didn't have to be scrunched up. Sure, of course. You know, it was just no. so tasteful. It had a little cut out with a little snap. It's so tasteful. <laughs> and then she told him to hurry up. He was being slow and I thought, "Oh, look at you've been you've been sassed by Dolly. Once you've been sassed by Dolly, RuPaul, I remember when he got sassed mm-hmm. by Dolly." She's she is a just a saint on earth. It's really exciting about the vaccine. People, the vaccines. They're, not, they're saying by the end of May. Yep. I know so many people who have gotten them, at least mm-hmm. if not one, two. Mm-hmm. It's a freedom. I was talking, I went on a walk with someone this morning and she just said, I I you can't believe how much you have because I've never gotten you've never gotten it. Most people in our media family, no one's got it. Well, just the in elders. Ours. Right. Our elders. No, and yours and my who who got it? The the vaccine? No, oh, I'm talking COVID. about COVID. No, no one we know in our immediate family got COVID. 
Well, your kids. Well, my kids. I don't. They are. Well, is that not immediate Fine, family? I mean, I don't, I'm that, talking about our family. age and older, like people we were worried about their health with. Seriously. All right. So I'm yeah. ruffling this up. But she just yeah. said it, there was so much pent up anxiety with older that people, she had yeah. as an mm-hmm. as a woman of a yeah, certain age. Yeah, no, my mom and has... And just the relief. Yes, it's a relief that you made it unscathed. Right. You didn't get COVID. And we were, that's re- who we were most worried about. Right, and just that suddenly there's I mean, I didn't want to get new... it. I know you didn't want to get it, but we weren't like that worried. But we were doing our precautions. I didn't want to get I it. I was very worried about my mom, my dad, and Your my husband. stepmom. I was worried about my brother, your husband. I was worried about my other brother. Casey, my God, he's been double masking for months. I know it. Jeez Louise, I was not worried about well, him. Well, they made us be worried. He's he, he was he was he was on top of like all. I I really wasn't worried about Casey getting oh. it. I mean, I wasn't. I was worried about the. Oh, of course, the, but it, she just said it's like. You know, we talked to my mom today. She's visiting her friend who's been vaccinated. These two haven't seen each other in over a year, yeah, and they're yeah. having face-to-face. I think a lot of people are experiencing this, and it's just so yeah. exciting. Yeah, I think it's my... It's so exciting. I, I think my mom, um, you know, she's home every morning when I call her, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's probably at Elmer's having breakfast with her friend Marsha, who she hasn't seen in a year. I mean, and they're both vaccinated, right. so they can go. It's just a new freedom, feel, so yeah. it's exciting. Um. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to see Machine Gun Kelly with his shirt off, really, this could have been posted for tomorrow when Brittany's filling in for you because she and I both really dig him. We like him yeah, so much, do. but uh, he's filming something. But uh, anyway, he was, I don't know if, what they're doing, but he uh, gr- came out and greeted the tow truck company when they were bringing back his stolen Aston Martin. Okay, so his who's <laughs> his next door neighbor in this story? Um, he is a famous next door neighbor. And they said anyone who leaves an Aston Martin parked in a driveway anywhere in L.A. and not in a garage, you got to expect it's going to get stolen. Is that right? That's somewhere yeah. in that story. And he That's has a funny. purple, like Prince-colored purple Aston Martin, and he bought after his big tour at the end of, like, 2018. Mm. And this was his present to himself after yeah. his tour. Well, I'm glad he got it back. No kidding. You know? Is. He's just something, you know. Um, You're so. You, Pete Davidson played Machine Gun Kelly. Um, they did the Diane Warwick talk show spoof again this weekend on SNL. Yep. So Nick Jonas played himself. Um, one of the characters played as when as uh, Wendy Williams called her and Diane Warwick called her Dula Peep. Oh yeah. Dula and Bob. then mm-hmm. Pete Davidson was really a great Machine Gun Kelly. Because oh, he's yeah. got the tats he already, does. Yeah. and all you have to do is kind of dress like how, something pink. And he pink already has and the platinum, hi, platinum hair. He did the and hair. Yeah. That was that was that was really good. And then um, I don't know if we talked about this. I don't feel like we talked about this. I know we talked about that. There's going to be an FX limited series on the Rolling Stones, and we don't know yes. any casting. Well, but no, we but would like have... Machine Gun Kelly to play. Oh, Lori. Um, You've already cast Keith Richards, and we'd like Harry Styles to play the young Mick Jagger. But you haven't been sending out casting tweets lately. I've been relaxed (laughs) and not quite such a casting (laughs) and um, producing book person. But Danny Boyle, who did Train Spotting, Slumdog Millionaire, he is doing an FX limited series about the Sex Pistols. Did you know this, Holly? 
Well, oh. I told it to you guys. You well, there did? you go. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. How can we remember everything? How can we remember this? When did you tell us? Just oh, yesterday? That's a, no, no like that's a, dirt, a couple weeks ago. A dirt alert update sometime this year. Okay. It's, it's been a while. It, I remember this. If we only hear it once, it might not come through. So okay, good to know. This one is... But we're just, listening, Holly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got casting news. So, um... Thomas Brody Sangster, who was in The Queen's Gambit. And Holly, if you can look it up, but I'm pretty sure this is the kid from Love Actually. I think it is. Who plays Liam Neeson's um, son. And he played in The Queen's Gambit, the chess kid from New York who always wore a hat. It's totally him, Larry. Okay, Mm -hmm. he will play the Sex Pistols manager, Malcolm McLaren, which that's really great casting. And then this gal from Westworld, Tallulah Riley, will play the um play Vivian Westwood. Okay. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. young with Vivian Westwood. And then Christian Lees, who played Jerry Lee Lewis, and I know you two didn't watch it, but I did. It was um Sun Records and it was about You loved that. I love that show. Did with, would it only was it only like one season? Yeah. yeah and it was Chad that. Michael Murray played um the Sun Records guy who yeah. who Who's that? Sam, guy's, what's his I, name? I Sam know. Phillips. Sam Phillips, and this kid that played Jerry Lee Lewis was so great. Right. He was just like you couldn't take your eyes off of him, and so he's going to play uh, the bass player in the Sex Pistols. So they've got kind of a good uh, Iris Law in her screen debut is going to play punk icon Sue Catwoman. Okay. And it's based on um, Steve Jones's memoir, Lonely Boy: Tales from a Sex Pistol. And it's going to be a six-episode series. So that's like a big deal director to be associated with that. So I have high hopes for my Rolling Stone FX limited series about the Stones in the 60s, 62, 63, for my Machine Gun Kelly Mm -hmm. and Harry Styles casting to come true. Well, and then we know Bosch is having a spinoff that's going to include Bosch. So, because Titus the last, Wolliver, yes, the great yes, Titus yes. Welliver. Yeah, he's going to stay on the case. Um, so that's going to be good. Because, and here's what he says. He says, to say I'm ecstatic is an understatement. To be given an opportunity to tell more Harry Bosch stories is a tremendous gift. Titus Welliver says in a statement, the process of shooting season, season seven with the shadow of being our final loomed heavily. So when the idea was presented to continue the possibility so with glad. a spinoff, Let's go. So yeah. a lot of the main people are going to stay with that. This is a great detective series. It really is. For for television. And he makes it. And the whole jazz filmed in L.A. I love that, that show. It's really, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it really yeah, is. People, when it comes out, they yeah. just binge it right away. And then we go, when's the next season? Oh, we got to wait a year. All right. We'll be um, back. Yes, we will be back.